Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Intuitive Revolution in Business and today we are going to talk about the art of asking questions and I, even though I have notes for a full episode, I really feel that this is something that I'm going to deepen um, further in the months to come because I feel that the art of asking questions is essential it's a core element of getting good guidance, okay? Volta said, judge a man by his questions, not by his answers. And this is a quote that I've um, referred to when I reviewed the book, The One Thing, a couple of weeks ago, and I still stick by it. Our questions reveal so much about us. And in a way, I will be repeating this throughout the episode, um, 50% of success relies on mindset and mindset is the art of looking at what's in our mind, what is preoccupying us, the way we look at things, the way we see the world, the way we see ourselves within the world, etc., etc. So questions are a revealer of so much and they are so rich but it, if you ask the wrong question you will be set on the wrong path as well so we need to be very mindful of the questions that we ask ourselves whether it is in our minds or through someone else so um i have a list of a couple of questions that i believe every entrepreneur will ask themselves when they start their journey the first one is, will I be successful? Second, am I ready? Is it the right time? What kind of business model should I choose? Do I have what it takes? Where should I start? Do I need a website? Do I need a logo? What offer should I focus on? Am I qualified enough? Do I need a mentor? Who's my ideal client? Where does my ideal client hang out? And just for good measure, another two, should I find a partner in my business? And what do I need to learn? Okay, so there's already 15 questions before you even get started. That's a lot of questions. Each of these questions should be reviewed to find out the limiting belief beneath them. Okay, so I'm going to start with just the first one. Will I be successful? And this is a question that actually is so revealing. I don't know if you can see it already, if you can already perceive what is wrong with this question. Um, and, and, and yet it's a question that we ask ourselves all the time. The, undial, uh, sorry, the underlying limiting belief under this question is, I'm not successful, I'm not ambitious enough, I'm not talented enough, someone else has already done it, I'm too expensive, da-di-da-di-da, okay? So how could we rephrase this question? Um, well, some questions that you could ask instead could be, how can I make this work? What do I need to be successful? 
But also, and that's at the core of this question, what does success means to me? We'll get back to that one. In episode 63, about two weeks ago, um, author Carrie Keller showed us a quadrant um, because he believes that great questions lead to great answers, and I agree with him. And in this quadrant, you have so four sections. The top left is big and broad question. The bottom left is small and broad. And then on the right-hand side, you have big and specific or small and specific. With our examples, would I be successful? It doesn't even fit on the quadrant as it is. Why is that? I believe the reason why it doesn't even fit in there is because we need to first define what success is, okay? And I'm super excited to talk about this because I am here, my ideal client wants to create success on their terms. Maybe they haven't really thought about what success means to them, okay? In his book, I'm just listening at the moment to an audio book by Stephen Barlett called Happy Sexy Millionaire. And it's a, you know, it's a rag to riches story about this black uh, Englishman who, whose parents um, were poor, uh, who lived in a well-off neighborhood and who pulled himself out of poverty uh, by the age of 25. But he describes in the book, and that's where I am at the moment in the progress of his book, that he got more joy from finding 30 pounds in loose change at the back of a restaurant seat than he did when his company was listed for for hundreds of millions of dollars. So he reflects on that and wonders, you know, why, why is that? And one of the gems that he's already given me, um, which of course I knew, but I hadn't formulated it, is that everything is relative, okay? Someone else's um, success might not mean anything to you and vice versa. Your success might mean nothing else to someone else. We all have different milestones and there's no right or wrong. But I want you to reflect, what is your definition of success? Now, I have had great success in my life on someone else's term, which is why I'm so passionate about helping people find success on their own terms, because that's been my journey. I went from having success on someone else's term to terms, sorry, to have success on my own terms, but I'm still measuring my success on someone else's yardstick, um, because that's something that we're all conditioned to do. So anyway, when I moved to the UK in 2001, I had everything that anyone could dream of, um, apart from (laughs) I left my marriage. But okay, so let's look at me just before I moved to the UK. I had an amazing career as a lawyer. Um, I was married and I had two children. I had a lovely flat in Paris. Um, I had an okay car. I didn't particularly want an expensive car. I had a car that I really loved. And yet I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy because I was having success on someone else's terms. So first of all, I wasn't happy in my marriage. um, And um, because I was raised a Catholic, it's not that I didn't believe in divorce because I ended up divorcing him. But what I had been instilled in my mind is that you needed to work really hard at relationships and put up with a lot of um, unpleasant behaviors, which I did for my husband, always hoping that something would change. And of course, Um, nothing did. So in the end, I left. Um, 
I um, so I wasn't happy. Now let's have um, a look at the definition of what success is in the Oxford Dictionary. It says it's the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. So already we need to have defined that aim or that purpose. Um, for most people, success seems to be linked to fame, wealth, or social status. For me, at the stage of my life I am at right now, success for me is being the best mum I can be for my kids. I couldn't be the best mum I could be for my kids when I was in my, my legal career because it took me all over the world. I traveled a lot. And even when I managed to stop the traveling, I still had to work longer hours than I needed to, to be able to be there for my kids. I couldn't be there for their you know, school play. I couldn't be there for sports day. I couldn't even be there to pick them up from school. They had to go to after school club. And by the time they got home, they were tired and um, grumpy and had lots of tantrums because they were actually autistic. So it was super, super hard to manage. And I felt that uh, my life with my kids was slipping away, but there was no, no possibility in that model for me to be successful, but at the same time to be there for my children when I needed to. I can do that now because I've created my own business around the needs of my children. It's taken me a while because I had to go from the mentality of employee to the mentality of entrepreneur, which is something that is radically different. Um, and I could have asked myself the question at the start of my entrepreneurial journey, am I going to be successful? Will I be successful with this? It was the wrong question. I just needed to find the right people, the right knowledge. I needed to apply it because I work hard. I know what it is to put the effort in. And I don't usually uh, lack motivation or drive. I have a really, really high drive. I'm very, very ambitious. Um, so I was going to be successful at some point. Now, um, without getting too much into the detail, my success took a very, very long time to unfold due to the constraints that I had in my, in my home. So for me, again, I'm going to list a few other things that for me feel successful. It's living in a home that I love and I don't, I don't feel that I need to run away from, you know, going on holiday, etc. And I, in my home, I have a jacuzzi, I have a wonderful back deck, and when it's sunny, I can just pretend I'm on holiday at home. It's just wonderful. Uh, when I lived in a flat in Paris, it was an okay flat, but there was none of that pleasure, uh, outdoor-y kind of thing, even though I had a tiny balcony. balcony sorry. So, um, you know, going on holiday was an escape from that fairly confined environment that didn't feel very, um, um, you know, uh, fulfilling. For me, at this stage of my life, uh, success means having a business that gives me the freedom to do what I want when I want it uh, and to have plenty of time to heal and see my friends because that's one of my priorities at the moment and also low stress levels. So looking from that angle, I'm actually successful right now, but because I'm still sometimes my mind latches on to other people's version of success, then I tend to look at myself and think, oh, I, you know, I would be more successful if da, 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 da. And that's something that's actually super toxic and it can stop you from appreciating and a lot of the art of manifesting. And I know we're not talking about manifesting, we're talking about asking questions, but at the same time, uh, you know, we're talking about how to be successful. It's the appreciation and the feeling of satisfaction. I feel satisfied so much of the time. I feel satisfied that 
I'm my own boss. So I can release my podcast episode whatever time I want in the day. Even though I prefer to release it first thing in the morning, I've had to completely change my timetable um, now that my youngest child goes to school. And so I can't do the episode before eight o'clock most of the time anyway anymore because I need to get uh, my child ready for school. So I, I have this incredible flexibility that allows me to be there for my, my children exactly the way they need me to be, uh, which is something that is very rare within um, within jobs, uh, because when you do a job, usually you have either set hours or constraints that are um, parameters that are defined by someone else. So I wanna ask you one question. What does success mean to you? Is it to have a business that impacts thousands of people? Is it a business that is going to change your industry? Is it money in the bank? If so, how much? I'm just going to say on the topic of money that it's really an amount of money, but more what you can get from it. So is it traveling? Is it experiences? Is it cars? Are you looking to have, you know, um, are you into tech? I know my, my eldest son is into tech. So whenever he has spare money, he spends it on technology. And that's, that's his thing. Right, let's get back to that question of will I be successful? So if we were deciding that the measure of success is to impact thousands of people, you need to look at where you're at right now. How many people are you impacting today? Is it 100 people? And if that's the case, you're probably in a one-to-one -one model, which means that you, um, you see people and you give your time against money. That's a model that needs to be changed if you want to increase how many people you can reach unless you run into burnout. So asking yourself the question, how can I be more successful? How can I impact thousands of people? That at the back of your mind, you might have um, a fear. This is where the mindset stuff comes in. You might have a fear that you're going to end up being in burnout. So you're actually afraid to get more clients. And by the question you ask, you are creating resistance within yourself. Isn't that interesting? Now, the question, will I be successful? You know, I, I was listening to a podcast episode um, last week where there was this lady who talked about her committee. So it's the collective voices that she has in her head that criticize her appearances, ask her specifically, who do you think you are? Whenever she's trying to get out of her comfort zone and, and try to be more visible and more, more successful. So if you ask, will I be successful? You can have a committee in your head that says you've never been successful or you're going to fail at this. You've never done this before. And I have to say, I'm quite grateful to my own nature because I love doing things I've never done before. Sure, I have a fear of failure, uh, a, a reasonable level of fear of failure, but that doesn't stop me at all. I love doing new things, I suppose, because it, it stimulates me and I love learning and I love finding out how things work. So right now, what we're talking about in this episode is the letter C in my EPIC framework. Now, if you haven't heard about my EPIC framework before, go back to the start of this podcast where I did four episodes where I went through all the letters, E-P-I-C. So E is for energy, P for prosperity, I for intuition, and C is actually for mindset. 
but it's the aspect of mindset that covers clarity, courage, and confidence. Now here with questions, we get more clear. When we get more clear of, for example, what success means to us, we get more clear on our goals. Setting goals actually used to really trigger me and I used to avoid it like the plague because if I didn't reach these goals, then I would consider myself a failure. And because I have already a, quite a strong imposter syndrome, it was counterproductive for a while. But I managed to find a way to sort of um, chip away at this goal thing. And now I feel quite confident and uh, about setting goals. And I feel good about, I know, I, I set more realistic goals. Let's put it this way. And the person who helped me the most with that was actually a planning coach who helped me to par down everything that I was doing and map it out and do less, but also focus more on more reasonable things. What you've probably heard before, but it's worth remembering, is that 50% of success is in business is mindset. So what exactly is mindset? I looked at the Oxford Dictionary again, and it said the established set of attitudes held by someone. I would add beliefs in there. So if you ask your intuition, will I be successful, but you don't have a successful mindset, then the answer is always going to be no. And of course, if you take the answer no as a final answer, you don't have a success mindset because people who succeed never take no for an answer. They don't have a black and white attitude. They will ask, is it no for now? Is it no in this particular context? And they will refine the no until they find a wedge into the yes. Does that make sense? Because they see everything as an opportunity. Now, in order to get to the yes, sometimes you have to have a lot of no's. And I think that's what I read about Steve Jobs when he came back into um, into his position at Apple, they had 350 products. Again, I think it was quoted in the same book that I mentioned earlier, The One Thing uh, by Gary something, can't remember his name, fellow I think it is, but I'm not sure. Um, and he parted it down to three or four, I can't remember exactly what it was. And that's how he managed to get more success because he, he parted it down and there was more focus. So Saying that there's more opportunities doesn't mean that you have to grab all of them, but it means that you identify them and then you sort through them and you decide what yes is for you. But it's not because someone has said yes or no. You decide for yourself. I, um, I am listening at the moment to Lisa Johnson's latest episode. She has a podcast called Making Money Online. And she was unpicking the lessons learned from her last launch. Uh, the fact that the ads didn't work, the fact that she didn't actually reach her money goal, but then she, she, sets, very, um, she sets herself some really ambitious stretch goals, which is something that I don't do for myself because it doesn't work for me. So we need to decide as well and look into, you know, if we have success, do we want, do we need to raise the bar so high that it motivates us? Or does that really high bar actually um, discourages us because we feel we'll never be able to achieve it. And then, and so we don't even try. Okay. So let's go back to the more refined um, sign of success that you will have impacted a thousand people in your business. What you need to ask as a question next is what do I need to do? 
And the most probable answer is you need to change your model from one-to-one -one work to one-to-many. This is, of course, completely hypothetical, you know, I'm just trying to um, explore this idea of how to ask questions and how to question questions and then how to ask more questions. Um, the idea is to always be curious and always ask questions. When you stop asking questions is when you stop um, progressing. So the question is not, will I be successful? But it's first, what does success mean? And how do I get there? Okay. How do I get from 100 clients to 1,000 clients? Now, I'm going to run this through the, the quadrant that I mentioned earlier from the One Thing book, where there is big and broad, big and specific, small and broad, small and specific. And it's number two, the big and specific that we want to focus on. So instead of saying, will I be successful, we need to ask, for example, big and broad would be, how do I um, multiply my impact by 100? Because if you're impacting 100 people and you want to uh, impact 1,000 people, sorry, you need to uh, time, you need to multiply it by 10, not by 100. What am I saying? But that's broad because there's no timeline and there's no real impact is a vague word. So to be more big and specific, you would say, how do I multiply the number of clients I have by 10 within a month? Now, that is very specific. And from there you can actually create practical steps. Small and broad would be, how do I increase the number of clients I have? And small and specific is, how do I get three more clients this week? That is really specific, but it's really small. Now, all this means that powerful questions lead to practical answers. Will I be successful does not have any power behind it. It doesn't lead to practical answers. And as an entrepreneur, you want to be practical because you will only get to the thousand steps by doing the next 10 steps, if that makes any sense. So once you have your big and specific question, what you need to ask yourself is what is the one thing that I can do now? So it needs to be something fairly specific and fairly small that is going to make everything easier, that is going to move the needle in the right direction. In our example, the one thing that can be done now is to start looking into the one to many project, um, the one to many model as opposed to the one to one. And it immediately reaches the question, uh, leads to the question of what kind of group program could I create around what I've been doing uh, in my one to one client. For each of the questions that you ask, first, write them all down. It's really important to have them because if they're all in your mind, it's just a big jumble and you won't really be aware of what's happening in your mind. We're look, looking at mindset here. So do a brain dump, write all of your questions down. And as you see, I already have 15 questions in literally five minutes. If I thought about what, what questions would I have if I started a business today? And, and then reflect on each of the questions. And I'm gonna give you five questions that you can ask to sort of assess the value of that question. One of them is, why are you asking that question? The second one is, what is the limiting belief behind it? Number three, does it make me feel good to ask, ask that question? 
Number four is, is the answer moving the needle in the direction that I want to move it? And then number five is, is this the right question to ask? And you might use your tarot deck to do that. Um, I did an episode about the tarot last week. It's a great um, it's a great tool to use in business. Uh, and if you haven't taken part in my five-day challenge, it's too late to do it now, but I'm running a masterclass on Wednesday. So in two days' time, on the 29th of June at 8 p.m. UK time. Uh, I will pop the link in the description box in this episode so you can sign up if you want to. And my masterclass is going to be on the top three mistakes people make when they start using the tarot. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating. And if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.